0: The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Vaches? I don't
1: have to show you any stinking vaches.
0: This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: All right, welcome to it, everybody. Not only you folks on the Blaze Radio Network, but also folks on Facebook Live. Thanks for being here on the Chris Salcedo Show today. Uh, we have a lot to talk about, as I was telling the folks on Facebook Live before we even started. Uh, there are some things, I, and I, I don't want to get too reflective or too preachy, but there are some trends that I'm noticing that I think ought to be brought to your attention. Chief among them, a a president was elected Because of the frustration of the American people with Washington, D.C. And I think we're seeing Washington, D.C. fighting back and telling the American people, we own you, rather than the American people saying, we are the ones making the calls. We'll get into all of this, and I might even do the flip around, which we don't normally do, on, um, on Facebook Thursdays. But... Because the Presidential Daily Briefing is going on live right now, I might want you guys to hear what is on the biased press and their minds. 888 uh, That thats the phone number to reach out to the Chris Salcedo Show. Uh, live, if you want to listen to the program uh, as it is happening, the Blaze.com slash radio, Blaze Radio smartphone app, or the iHeartRadio app. On-demand listening. That's all the programming here on the Blaze Radio Network. SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher for you. On social media, if you want to get in touch with the show, on Twitter, at Chris Salcedo, T-X-C-H-R-I-S-S-A-L-C-E-D-O-T-X, as in Texas, one of the freest states in the union. And then, of course, Facebook presence, The Chris Salcedo Show. You can find me there. On the Blaze.com, we have a channel. Blaze.com channel section, find The Chris Salcedo Show. I started talking about this yesterday, and... This dust-up between Mitch McConnell and and the president. The press, even even Fox, loses sight of who was the one who fired the first shot at this. The the one who fired the first shot was Mitch McConnell. And Mitch McConnell thought, well, uh, the president's being unreasonable about how Legislation gets done. Well, you know what, folks? I seem to remember when Obamacare was being debated, the Democrats didn't have much problem shoving it down our throats. And the Republican Party campaigned for seven years on getting rid of that monstrosity around our necks, around the economy's neck, around job creators' necks. And, well, let's just, let's just be honest. The GOP didn't deliver, and I don't think they wanted to deliver. It seems to me that some of these establishment Republicans are telling themselves for the good of the country, because in their minds, opposing Trump is good for the country. They are going to basically volunteer to drop out of power. I think it's the groundwork is being laid because, hey, the Democrat Party obstructing, that's what they do to a Republican president, right? Right. It's hard for them to claim, it's hard for them to claim that uh, nothing, or, or to excuse nothing getting done when the Republican Party is in power. So it seems the congressional leadership has seen the course to lose their majority by basically telling the American people, all the promises we made to you, pff, promises that come on, Mitch McConnell saying, hey, come on, why hold our feet to the fire? I mean, seriously, when he said when he stood up there and said, we have a new president. Who doesn't understand the way Washington works? Yeah, the way Washington works is we promise you the world and we never deliver. That's how that's how Washington works. Washington is there for Washington. Government is there to perpetuate government, not to help. We the people. And millions upon millions of of Americans are starting to realize this. This is why Mitch McConnell attacked talk radio. Because I think we in talk radio are one of the first to recognize and examine, wait a minute, there's there's not a whole hell of a lot getting done for we the people. There's a whole hell of a lot getting done for special interest groups. But not for us. Our liberty has not increased. It's decreased. Our freedom has not increased increased, it's decreased, in particular the last eight years. New York Times is out today pleading for Obama to save America. I kid you not. I, The New York Times actually out there pleading for, and, and this is what is going, it's all planned, by the way. This is what's going to usher in Barack Obama to come to, to basically, and this is what this guy is good at, President Obama uh, basically Flip the middle finger to all of the traditions of the, of the presidency. That's why we started calling him President Obama, because it was clear he thought he defined that office. And it was we, the people, who defined that office. So, President Obama is going to come back on the stage and start belittling his, his uh, successor under the illusion that the American people are clamoring for him to come back and save America. Really, the only people who want it are the elitists of the New York Times, left-wing extremists who are left over in government, and some establishment Republicans. Don't, Don't doubt me on this, that there are some establishment Republicans out there that miss the good old days of Barack Obama running roughshod over your rights, weaponizing government against you. So, here we are. And I want to remind the New York Times and I want to remind those wayward Republicans that we would not have a President Donald Trump right now if it, were, if it were not for the most extremist left-wing anti-American occupier of the Oval Office this country has ever seen in Barack Obama and the Republican Party's either inability or unwillingness to stop him. At this point, I just thought it was because they're a bunch of, a bunch of boobs over in the Republican leadership. Now I'm not so sure. After seeing the way the Republican leadership has stiffened their spine in opposition to Donald Trump, apparently these same people who were around during Barack Obama's tenure, they, uh just recently discovered their spines again think about it mitch mcconnell has been a bulldog against donald trump john mccain has been a bulldog bob corker jeff flake they've been bull susan collins shelly moore capito rob portman Bulldogs, Lisa Murkowski, bulldogs against Trump, standing in Trump's way. A man who was elected by the people because the people realized that Washington, D.C. had failed them and had no intention or desire to help we, the people. There were other important groups out there to placate, like illegal aliens. They needed to be put first in The Washington, D.C.'s mind because there are tons of special interests that needed our lawmakers' attention. And those special interests had the money. So, that's where I believe we find ourselves right now. It turns out that the Republican Party did have a spine. Now they're demonstrating it, fighting an outsider, Republican, who was in the Oval Office. So this whole idea that back during the Obama era, the Republican Party was just full of a bunch of poops, you know, like John McCain and boobs who didn't know their I mean, John McCain is probably one of the more economically illiterate senators we find out there. So. I guess the broader point is this. They had the spines, folks. They just didn't think we were worth fighting for. They didn't think the American people were worth fighting for. They're only fighting for the special interests, as are the vast majority of the Democrat Party. And as this frustration grows, as more and more people recognize that they're not being heard, that people up on Capitol Hill don't even have an interest in, in listening to we the people. The frustration is going to grow, as will our dissatisfaction. Unity in this country? I don't see it. The last eight years of this, of occupation of the Oval Office by Barack Obama, solidified that. Never before in my lifetime have I seen the American government arrayed against we the people to such an alarming and oppressive degree as under the last eight years of Barack Obama. And there are those who are still in government, Obama holdovers, who love that power and don't want to give it up. And Donald Trump is trying to get rid of that power, and he's meeting resistance every step of the way. And he is, be- and the Democrats and those holdovers are being aided by the Republican Party, the, the leaders of the Republican Party. Let me dip in really quickly here to the White House press conference. It's Sarah Huckabee Sanders taking questions from the biased press military how close is the white house to sending guidance to the pentagon on that and the policy itself how much discretion will be given to the pentagon on implementing it uh, when we have an announcement on that i'll let you know and we'll be sure to answer those questions at that time with all of the crap going on in this country right now the press wants to know about transgender policies in the military With full recognition, by the way, folks, this is the only conservative talk show host who's actually talked to a real transgendered family and given them a platform to talk about the real issues that family faces. So what I'm about to say is not born of bigotry or hatred of any kind, but the transgender community is a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of of the United States population. And there have been studies that have found that these issues that are unique to that community pose a readiness problem for our United States military. And that's all I need to know. If it poses a problem, the place to experiment with this kind of thing is not with the nation's defense. Do it someplace else, not with the defense of this nation. But you've got navel gazing Republicans and democrats who don't give a damn about the security of this nation and that's where we are so i have a lot more to get into as the chris salcedo show unfolds today you folks on facebook live i pray you can join us uh we'll be right back chris salcedo show here on the blaze radio network
0: conservative talk
1: it's spicy
0: this is the chris salcedo show only on the blaze radio network Listening to the Latino conservative, Chris Salcedo, on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: Press wants to know inside of the press briefing whether or not Donald Trump is uh, going to get a physical and whether or not he'll be evaluated at Walter Reed for his uh, medical evaluation. (laughs) I... I suppose they just pray that we're, the, we're this stupid. This is the new angle, ladies and gentlemen. This – Well, hold on a second.
0: Washington, uh, what he said he, was, he did, that was his prediction that going to be pulling the U.S. out.
1: Now, the president's being kept uh, up to date on those negotiations. I think uh, he's certainly been clear about how he feels about NAFTA and making sure that we get the best deal for the American people. He's committed to that. We'll see how the negotiations go and then go from there. Thanks so much, guys. Yeah, NAFTA. Well, so yeah, the the previous question was from a reporter who wanted to know about president getting his physical, uh, making sure that he is of sound body and and presumably mind. Might get into this in more detail tomorrow, because there is a whole segment of the certainly the Democrat Party and some. uh, Bob Corker came out and added fuel to the fire, thinking, uh, saying he wasn't sure that the president had the right mindset to be in his uh, position it was uh, disgraceful actually i there's going there's a temptation to forget what this country endured under barack obama as i said in the opening monologue how how we were treated as citizens under resident obama's occupation of the oval office how he weaponized the Internal Revenue Service, how he weaponized the intelligence agencies against our own citizens. This is the Obama, that's the Obama legacy. Shoving state-controlled medical care down our throat against the will of the people. That's that's the true legacy of resident Obama. But it's going to be whitewashed and you've got the New York Times already into into rehab because you've got to understand these leftists who are in the media, they prefer this style of governance. The smart people. And they, lo- they thought Obama was smarter than you, smarter than me. And really, he, he wasn't. The only thing that Barack Obama had that was tangible was his disdain for this country. And many people on the left share that disdain. And that's why they love the man. It wasn't that he was doing great things for this country. Just the opposite. That's why they love the man. It takes a special kind of cat to to get elected to the highest office in the land and then screw your country. And the American left loved that about Obama. Let's not forget where we were. He mainstreamed hating America. That's why... Donald Trump's Make America Great Again theme resonated so much. People were sick and tired of the Democrat Party and Barack Obama and establishment Republicans talking down our nation. Let's just not forget the history, shall we? We just lived it. Let's not whitewash pardon the pun what happened. There was a uh, a website I rolled across in Texas, the state in which I broadcast. And this th- there's a a community called Carrollton, Texas. It's uh, in the northern part of Texas. And this community website, it's called the Carrollton Community Movement. Let me just describe it for you. It has a unity march. And concert slated for September the second. Basta Texas, enough Texas is what it's. Uh, that's the translation. Enough Texas. Texas, of course, as you all know, is the center for the uh, for lawful pursuits in the United States. And in this particular community, they have they partake in the. 287G program. You guys know what the 287G program is? 287G program allows, with special training, local police forces to aid federal agents in the enforcement of 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 immigration law. They need to go through special training, special certification and recertification to to make this happen. Now, loudmouth leftist Latinos don't like that very much. And then you you put on top of that, Texas, which became the first state to say, we will punish Democrats, any lawmaker really, but Democrats are the only ones doing this, who release illegal alien felons back out on the streets if they've had federal detainer requests on them. Federal detainer meaning hold them for us so we can come pick them up and deport them. There is a rash in California and in other states of leftists who will subject American citizens to danger so that Donald Trump's federal government won't be able to deport an illegal alien felon. A felon. So they're, they're standing up and protecting these individuals. Well, this website doesn't like that law either. Now, what do these people have in common and and why do you care if you're not living in Texas well chances are you have one of these in your in your town or in your state now if you're in you're in California you probably this type of lawlessness doesn't exist on websites and in fringe groups they exist in Sacramento the state capitol, <laughs> okay but for all the rest of you states where there's a modicum of law enforcement adherence to the rule of law these subversives might be present and i'm going to back that up coming up next on the chris salcedo show here in the blaze
0: the chris salcedo show will be right back the blaze radio network Chris Salcedo Show, conservative talk radio with
1: spice. All right, welcome back, everybody. Glad you've tuned in today. Uh, this, the reason I'm I'm talking about this is, and and there is a reason, and I will connect the dots for you. But let me give you a little more background about this one particular site, and just understand that this is one of countless websites populated by those who are advocating for those who are illegally in the country. And there, are, this issue is so layered. Uh, in case you're tempted to believe that all of those who are illegals are, are bad people, uh, I can guarantee you they're not. I can also guarantee you there are those who are illegal who are bad people. And there's no traffic cop down there at the border who says... Oh, you're a good illegal alien, you can go in. Oh, you're a bad illegal alien, you can't come in. They're all coming in. And I've told you before, this is too high a price for our country to pay. And there are those who are already here. There are those with family members who are U.S. citizens because they were born here. And these people use the mantra constantly you shouldn't break up families. Well, Is America breaking up families? Did America invite individuals to come in illegally? No. We didn't. Our elected leaders did. 535 individuals in the Congress and one president of various parties across several decades. You and I both know and understand that border could have been secured. It wasn't for a myriad of reasons on the democrat side it was social social change they needed new dependent voters on the republican side they wanted cheap labor for their for their cronies in the chamber of commerce meanwhile who's bearing the cost you and i there was also a demographic argument that because of planned parenthood and the effective Reduction in the replacement rate of Americans that they have undertaken, along with other abortion providers, that America's replacement rate was dipping below 1.9%. When you go below that, your replacement rate is negative, and you cannot continue your population that way. Europe is facing this right now. They're being outbred by radicalized Islamic fundamentalist terrorists who they've allowed in to their countries. And some are just your rank and file Muslim who doesn't want to pick up a weapon, doesn't want to harm anybody. But they've also allowed, same as we have done here, they've also allowed the radical element as we have allowed the criminal element into our country. So there's a myriad reasons why these individuals are, why, why we come into conflict. There are also those who, Want to build a political coalition. A majority coalition in certain areas. And they're doing this for political gain. They're liberals. They're Democrats. But I, I want to give you some of the rhetoric on this site. So you can see. And, it, and it's not alone. Um, there was There's a. The Carrollton Police Department that I told you about. They do 287G which allows local municipalities to enforce federal immigration law with training. And you got to ask yourself, if, if you believe in law and order, why isn't your local police department doing this? Now, some of these police departments have a valid excuse. Hey, we got enough on our plate just doing normal policing. We don't want to take on doing immigration duty. And it's a voluntary program. And so if you can find enough law-abiding folks inside of your jurisdiction, you could put on sufficient pressure to your police department to say, hey, why aren't you on 287G? What that does is it rolls in the welcome mat for illegal aliens who come into this country and who want to set up shop for whatever reason, whether it's a better life or whether it's to start a criminal enterprise. Anyway, here's some of the rhetoric. Um, let me see. Uh, one individual was calling for it. they They were trying to decide on this website whether they were going to protest the Carrollton Police Department. And one woman got very angry. And said, of course we should. Of course we should go out and protest. They They do it to us. No mercy, she said. No mercy. We must do it right in front of their noses, she said. And no mercy. There are those who are very radical in these groups. Here's another one. Says, I have spoken to, and I'm translating from Spanish, so forgive me if I'm a little spotty here. Uh, I've spoken to illegal aliens. Well, he... He said undocumented immigrants. I don't don't play PC. I'll call them what our legal code calls them, illegal aliens. I've spoken to illegal aliens. I know, uh, and the general consensus is that uh, they are unwilling to participate in this protest at the police station. Uh, Countless hours they've spent defending immigrants through our state. I personally believe... They are all heroes. Really? All illegal aliens are heroes? Even those who are felons, sir. I, I don't believe every illegal, and maybe he's just referring to the, those who have protested. I don't know. Uh, without his efforts, North Texas would be, oh, they're talking about one local guy who is a, believe it or not, a lawyer who advocates for illegal aliens. (laughs) Think about that. Hi, I'm an attorney. I stand up for illegal activity. (laughs) Think about that juxtaposition for a moment. Um, Domingo was the spark. That's that lawyer. The mega march committee was the lighter. And activists are the flames. Listen to the rhetoric, folks. Since the day this group was founded, we have made a dedicated effort to protect and defend the rights of illegal aliens. Listen to that. Since the day this group was founded, we have dedicated effort uh, to protect and defend the rights, as scant as they are, of illegal aliens, as well as to encourage them to participate in our efforts, our rallies, and our events. My take on this is simple. The illegal alien has no say in this. Only we Americans. Latinos, whites, blacks, only we Americans have a say in how we are going to govern our country. Now I did talk about these folks on uh on the Dallas show earlier today. And in reaction to that, apparently they were inundated uh, they have privatized their site, so to the greatest degree possible. This also tells me something. Uh, they, uh, some of their members don't even use their real names. Soy la izquierda. You know what that means? That, that's one of their names. Soy la izquierda. It means I am the left. I and and that's who this site. Is sponsored by. That is who this site. Is for. And I will submit to you. That these individuals. That the organizers. Of this group. Are left wingers. There's a Salcedo show axiom. And I want you guys to remember this. Ideology. Trumps. Everything. Even race. Even country of origin. Ideology. Ideology. Trump's everything we don't come into conflict with people in this kind of group because they are some of them are illegals we come into conflict with them by and large because they're liberals and because they advocate for the breaking of u.s. law and they advocate for looking the other way when we come out with laws like sb4 or uh Voter ID laws and such like that. They are the ones standing against that because not because they're illegal aliens, but because they're leftists and they change their names and they hide their identities and they make their websites private because this is what they are.
0: When all of us, all of us scary anarchists who cover our faces because we don't want to get seen at work. Or we don't want idiots like you that record our faces to expose who we are because we fight f***ing Nazis. We punch them. We hurt them. We prevent them from having a platform.
1: I was participating on this website and giving them a conservative point of view, and I was deemed disrespectful. And so they banned me. Not very open and transparent. To me, um, and I, I do believe, Antifa. I told you guys this yesterday. The KKK used to be the militant arm of the Democrat Party. Now it's Antifa. Now it's Antifa, and their cousins are all over in, in every one of the so-called controversial issues we face here in the country. There be Confederate statues. Or whether it be advocating for illegal aliens and their ability to stay illegally in a country that they were never invited to to begin with. So what I'm trying to say is that that these people have a lot in common and what unifies them is left-wing extremism. It's why they undertake the language they undertake. It's It's why they believe the way they believe. You know, th- these folks on here pushed back and told me how rotten my country was. How rotten the United States of America is. Which led me to ask if it's so rotten, why are you fighting so hard to stay here? I'll be right back. Hell, storms are coming.
0: It's not just a show. show, it's a force of nature. Hashtag Salcedo Storm. The Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: Uh, I mentioned that I was banned from the website and uh, I was told that I had uh, been disrespectful and I said disrespectful uh, w- what did I say that was disrespectful the response I got was your intentions may have been good but people perceived you to be disrespectful perceived how does that remind you of
0: you failed us all of you who stood by when we were like please please follow us the nazis are that way the nazis are that way F- your fucking constitution we're here to fight nazis
1: i think what got me into trouble is i pointed out that mexico was a hellhole a third world hellhole where And it's no wonder so many people are fleeing that country, trying to come to the United States. Uh, And other uh, Central American countries, uh, Middle Eastern countries, Yemen, Pakistan, China. I I get it. I understand. So when I made mention of Mexico, these people took it very seriously. These are the people that fly Mexican flags in our streets and then say they demand to stay in the United States doesn't sound very unifying to me. So they say, oh, you're disrespectful because I think you are. Just like our Antifa friends say, oh, I get to kick the crap out of you because I think you're a Nazi. <laughs> you, see, you see the parallel? And then the straw, for me anyway, was being called a race traitor. I, because I am pro-American, because I'm a conservative, I'm a, I'm a traitor to my race. And that told me everything I needed to know about this website. They said, you know, Chris, you've got to stop fighting us. They said, we're standing up for your people. I said, my people? Well, who do you think my people are? Hispanics. Hispanics. I said, and this guy, I believe this guy's a white guy. I'm not sure who, who's running the site, a left winger. I said, sorry, sir, my people are Americans, blacks, whites, Hispanics, Americans. They are my people. That's who I'm looking out for. That's who lives. I want to improve and better and secure. But these people say, well, if you're not for violating U.S. law and letting people come across that border willy-nilly from Mexico, and that's their, that's their implication, Mexico, maybe some Central Americans. They don't care about the Chinese. They don't care about the Yemenis, the Pakistanis, anybody else who's flocking in the OTMs that are now the majority coming over that border. They just care about what they call... Brown people, at the top of their page, it says, uh, brown is powerful. (laughs) I said, well, I think brown, black, white, together in the United States of America is powerful. I think that's why we disagree.
0: This is the Chris Salcedo Show. Part of the next generation of talk radio. This is the Blaze Radio Network. The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Vices. I
1: don't have to show you how to stinking vicious.
0: This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio
1: Network. welcome everybody it's hour two of the chris salcedo show i am honored beyond all comprehension that you have dialed into the program and uh you know share and share alike uh there's one thing that i didn't get a chance to share about about solutions and i and i and i'm very much about solutions and i've thought about the solutions to the illegal immigration problem i know the causes i know why we're dealing with this so uh the solutions are the way I see it. We, the, the solutions must be centered on what is good for the United States of America. That, that is pivotal. It cannot not be that in my mind. I don't, it's not that I don't care about other nations. I don't think other nations should factor into this decision. This is an American issue. It's an American problem. And Americans will solve it. That is, once we get rid of those who are standing in the way of us solving it in Washington, D.C. The reason I center on Washington, D.C. is because they are the ones who have failed us. Every single, the lifers like John McCain, the lifers like Mitch McConnell, the ones who have been there forever, they are the ones we can blame. Does anybody within the sound of my voice think for one second That if our government wanted to secure that southern border, northern border, northern border for that matter, that it could be done. Of course, it could be done. Countries all over the world with much bigger borders than ours have done that. It can be done. There's a there. And I explained in the first hour the reasons why it's not being done. Because some political constituency can shake hands and say, well, I need this and you need that. So let's screw the American people. And that's precisely what they have done. And you pay for it. And you pay for it. So the solution is this. You need to secure that border. I am 100% for that wall. Because I know it works. Uh, being from San Diego, I can tell you that before let's see when was this ninety five? Uh, before then, there was a cable that separated Mexico, a metal cable that separated Mexico and the United States. San Diego from Tijuana. So Uh, because illegal immigration was, of course, rampant, because there was no no obstacle, they put up a three-layer border fence. Guess what happened to illegal immigration, folks? It went down by 95%. Not me reporting it. NPR reported it. Look it up. That is what needs to happen on our southern border. We need to stop illegal immigration. Now, either first or concurrently, The Congress needs to get serious about legal immigration reform. Donald Trump has already taken a step with the Raise Act to address this, cutting legal immigration commensurate to our needs in this country. Uh, There needs to be a complete redoing of legal immigration because it's an old, antiquated system. So you could do those two steps concurrently. After those two steps are completed and certified and done, there will be what I call a faith restoration in our our government. Right now, there is no faith in the Republican Party. There is no faith in the Democrat Party because you are being made to deal with illegal immigration because those two political parties will not solve it. Meaning, stop it. Their their solution is let's just allow it all. <laughs> what could go wrong? <laughs> That's not a solution. That's a surrender. And nobody, not a, not a majority in the United States, is for that. The reason why Donald Trump was elected was because Americans grew tired. Democrats, Republicans, Independents grew tired of saying of hearing their government saying, "Oh, well, there's nothing we can do about the border. There's just nothing we can do about it." Meanwhile, they're taking money hand over fist from various special interest groups to, to, to here, here this is what you need to say, congressman, senator. Tell here here's 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 hundreds of thousands of dollars. You just get up there and tell them there's nothing that can be done. And they're shoveling money down their down their throats into their campaign coffers. And the American people Grew more sophisticated. The American people knew and understand it was a load of BS. And they said, no more. If you can't secure the border, we'll vote somebody in who can. Republicans, we're far more security. Well, what have you done to, to advance that? Nothing. Democrats and Republicans vote both supported the 2006 Secure Offense Act. And then they promptly defunded it. Why do they do that? Because they wanted to pull one over on you. They knew because in the, in the wake of 9-11, there were security concerns and they were legitimate by the American people. So they needed to pretend to do something. So they passed the Secure Offense Act, George W. Bush signs it into law and they promptly defund it. So nothing gets built or done. Remember when Barack Obama found out about how ISIS... Was a, was a threat to the United States and our interests abroad. And what did he do? He came home to America and said, Loma McClure, they're just a JV team. Remember that? That is exactly what Republicans and Democrats teamed up to do to tell the American people about the border. Hey, we secured the border. All done. But they didn't. <laughs> Mitch McConnell, Paul Ryan, it, well, it wasn't Paul Ryan. I you guys I know you guys hate when I defend him. It was John Boehner. Come on, it was John Boehner. Those these reprobates, they they know there was no funding for the for the Secure Offense Act. Every Democrat knows there's no funding. Every Republican knows there's no funding. Who's making a deal about that? Does anybody cry about, oh, government's not fully funded? The Secure Fence Act, it's not fully funded. Let's shut down the government. Does it, Do you hear any cries for that? Of course you don't. Of course you don't. And there's a real good reason why. Because they don't want it secure. The American people do. Your so-called representatives don't. And it's the age-old... It's the age-old cause. It's because you don't pay them as much as the special interests do. You don't line their pockets as much as the special interests do. So that's why you're given the proverbial government middle finger. And so the people elect Trump because he's already got money. And he sees the injustices that Congress is trying to hide from you. And that you are tired of hearing members of both political parties telling you, well, there's just nothing that can be done. Screw you. So you fast forward to today. What do we see? We see Mitch McConnell. Getting up in front of the American people and saying, well, you know, this president just has an unrealistic expectation. Problem is. We the people have the same expectations. So in effect, what Mitch McConnell did was to tell every American you thought something was going to get done. Think again. Doesn't doesn't happen that way around here. You people aren't in charge around here. We are says Mitch McConnell. Now, what I'd like you all to do is if you get a chance, take this part of the podcast, take this part and send it to Mitch McConnell's office. Send it to Paul Ryan's office. I mean, you, you can download it as an MP3. Download it as an MP3 and send it to them. Because what, what, they're, what they're trying to set up here, and like I said, we'll probably get more of this in detail tomorrow, by declaring the president unhinged, what they don't realize they're doing is that there are, there are millions of Americans who know he's not. Is he a little crass? Yes. Is he a little rough around the edges? Yes. But so too are most everyday Americans. Well, that's not very presidential. Well, look at where presidential has gotten us. Over 20 million illegal aliens, over $20 trillion in debt. A dilapidated military that has been gutted by both political parties. Oh, And John McCain, save me, save me your, I'm for the military. <laughs> I want to strike the military. Yeah, sure you do. All the vets out there who have have languished under the Veterans Administration know your commitment, Senator John McCain, to the VA. And it took President Trump to install a committed VA administrator to solve the ills of that organization. And there's still plenty. But things are finally starting to move. It wasn't John McCain that got things done, was it? It wasn't the establishment Republican Party that got things done, was it? It was this political outsider who said, you know what? This isn't right. This isn't how our, if our government runs this way, it shouldn't. Oh, you just have unrealistic expectations. You, says, says Mitch McConnell, you have unrealistic expectations. Just whose side are these people on? The Democrat Party have a pretty good idea. I think it's a fair question to ask of some of these Republicans, too. I'll be back in a minute. This
0: is the Chris Salcedo Show.
1: Only on the Blaze Radio Network.
0: Salcedo is on
1: the blaze radio network. All right. Welcome back folks. I, uh, before I get into some more details on, uh, on a story out there, that I really think you ought to know about And it's just a sign of our times. Uh, I want to remind you folks, when was the last time you checked your HVAC system? Hmm. <laughs> when was the last time you changed your air filters? I don't know if I told the story on the air yet. When I had my first house, when I got it with my wife, I didn't change my air filters for over a year and a half. Before my my stepdad came over and said uh, and looked at my air conditioning unit and I said, "Man, I wonder why it's not cooling efficiently enough." And he says, "When was the last time you changed your filters?" I said, "What? What?" <laughs> You're supposed to change filters. That's a true story, folks. I, I, and way back then, I learned my lesson. And you know what else I learned? I learned that changing filters, I never have to worry about forgetting again because of my buddies over at FilterBuy.com. Now I can set it and forget it because at FilterBuy.com, they automatically set up a delivery system for you and you don't have to worry about it. The filters just show up on your doorstep and say, ding, 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 time to change us. And uh, by the way, you get a discount when you set up for automatic delivery as well. Filterby.com, heading out to the big box stores, that's a thing of the past now, folks. No, no worries about looking up reviews or trying to figure out what a Merv is or an MPR. Uh, FilterBuy.com. they will tell you exactly what your house needs and then they ship that, uh, that filter, however many you need, within 24 hours. Oh, and by the way, shipping is free. And you know what? Filterby.com is a godsend for you businesses out there, especially you businesses swapping out, what, 10, 15 filters every single time you change. Don't worry about keeping the storage space. At filterby.com, they'll just ship it to you. It arrives on your doorstep. You throw out the old, you put in the new, and slam, bam, thank you, ma'am, you're done. When was the last time you changed your HVAC filters? Experts suggest that you do it every two to three months. So go to filterby.com. That's filterby.com. They get you any size, no matter how weird or outdated they seem to be. They'll get it to you at the best price shipped to your house for free within 24 hours made in the USA. No brainer. Go with filter I I, uh, I can wholeheartedly attest that you ought to, you ought to patronize filter I can't say the same folks about, about camping world. <laughs> Did you guys hear this story about camping world? The CEO, the, Chief Executive Officer, is a guy by the name of Marcus Leonis, or Limonis, L-E-M-O-N-I-S, Limonis. Anyway, it is being reported out there that he said, anybody who supports Donald Trump, don't bother shopping in my stores. Now, Snopes has come out to evaluate what he actually said. Well, that's not exactly true, says Snopes. I looked at what it, the quote, and I'm reading from Snopes' webpage right now. So I'm reading the exact quote of what he said, and I think Snopes is really splitting hairs here. I think it's a distinction without a difference. Let me explain. Now, this is all centered around the Charlottesville comments by Donald Trump that you all know because you listened to this program was completely 100% appropriate and spot on because it condemned all racism, All bigotry, all hate, whether it came from Black Lives Matter or it came from the KKK, whether it came from Antifa or whether it came from the Nazis. All hate, all bigotry, all violence is wrong. Ta-da. So Limonis jumping on the, the numbskull bandwagon of individuals saying, the president didn't do what we wanted him to do, so he had terrible comments. And a lot of it's being distorted out there. Recent poll saying 60% of Americans disagree with Trump's comments on Charlottesville. Well, I would wager 60% of those Americans are getting their information from the basket of biased press or a guy named Mark Limonis. Because if they knew what he actually said, then, then they probably, that, that number would be a lot higher. And if they listened to the show, that number would be a lot higher. So here's what Limonis actually said. You guys be the judge. There's no doubt that there is probably not many consumers in this country today that aren't, actually, it's who are in favor. Sorry, I don't don't mean to be the grammar police. Anyway, there's no doubt that there is (laughs) probably not many consumers in this country today that are in favor of what has been said in the last couple of days, and if they are, quite frankly, don't shop at my business and I think the reality of it is that there is a fear there is a fear of association okay so Mark Limonis here everybody of Camping World says if you believe that all hate all violence all bigotry is wrong then don't shop at Camping World <laughs> because that's what President Trump said <clears> Him. <throat> okay uh so I don't know what this guy's thinking, but i'm I won't be shopping at Camping world anytime soon, and i don't I don't know and I guess it's just ignorance where where this type of sentiment is allowed to grow and flourish, and it's just more nonsense it's more of the pile on, and I recognize it, and I see it for what it is it's just. Part of the pylon. Oh, he's a CEO. Yeah, CEO with terrible grammar, I might say. <laughs> Sorry. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three eight 888-900-3393 for the Chris Alcedo show. There was something else I wanted to tell you guys about. You know what? I I, I didn't want to get into great detail about the New York Times op-ed. I just, I just didn't. We did post on the Chris Salcedo Show Facebook page a side by side of Robert E. Lee and Robert Lee. I think you guys ought to you guys ought to cut ESP a little slack. I mean, I can see the family resemblance. I mean, <laughs> of course, you know Robert Lee is an Asian guy, and I don't know that Robert E. Lee was ever in the Orient. Just saying.
0: You're listening to The Chris Salcedo Show,
1: part of Generation Blaze, on
0: the Blaze Radio Network. Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: You know, I don't know how the hell I missed this, but this came out beginning of August of the 8th. Our buddies over at Judicial Watch reported a rise in illegal aliens using fake Puerto Rican birth certificates to obtain authentic U.S. passports and driver's licenses. Apparently, there were folks inside of government agencies on the take. They were they were being paid by illegals to falsify documents. This this story's up on the Chris Sato show uh, Facebook page. But but listen to this: uh, the feds have busted a Massachusetts operation run by corrupt state workers. Massachusetts, the state employees, probably Democrats, sold driver's licenses and state ID cards to illegal immigrants, illegal aliens. Who brought Puerto Rican documents, who bought Puerto Rican documents in the black market, according to the Department of Justice. The operation uh, perpetuated voter fraud because some of the false identities and addresses were used in Boston, the state's capital and largest city oh uh, there's no illegals voting uh, da, da. there are no illegals voting you can't prove it da, da. i am so sick and tired of that left-wing idiocy i really am meanwhile their adherents inside of big government they're they're out there on the take they're making money off of giving illegals the right to vote Psst, go ahead yeah we'll take your money and make sure you vote democrat okay It's insane. And then this moron in Texas, this judge, Nelva Gonzalez Ramos, a loudmouth leftist Latina, an Obama appointee, rules yesterday that Texas's voter ID is, their voter ID law is unconstitutional. Strikes it down. Why? And here is the kicker, ladies and gentlemen, and this Pisses me off every single time I hear it. The reason why is because requiring voter identification puts an undue burden on people of color. Let me get this straight. It is the opinion of left-wing folks, liberals, Democrats, that, that people of color are too stupid to attain a free government ID. Gotcha. Thank you for clearing that up, Judge Nelva Gonzalez-Ramos. Whatever. It, it's, You know what? And somebody brought up on one of the earlier shows, sent me an email saying, you know, it, it's odd. These folks, these folks who are eligible don't have a problem signing up for the SNAP program or food stamps or any other type of government assistance. That seems to be well within their scope. But attaining a free state issued ID, gee, I just can't do it. It's beyond their ability to comprehend. When when are minorities going to stand up and say, stop it? Just stop it. I I don't I don't get offended by many things, but some judge and I know the judge doesn't believe this. I know she doesn't believe anything she's writing. It's just an excuse to to have Democrats be able to cheat at the ballot box. I know what's at play here. Don't get me wrong. I don't think their protestations don't don't hold any water. I get that. But to the point where they're going to be willing to call a whole set of minorities too stupid to attain a voter ID just so they can preserve the right for Democrats to cheat. Think about that. And how many of these how many of these minor, so-called minorities are willing just to sit there and take it? And I can tell you why. The basket of bias press will not hold these individuals accountable. You'll, you won't, all you'll hear on the press is uh, Judge Nelva Gonzalez-Ramos uh, handed uh, Texas voter ID proponents a defeat today by saying it was unconstitutional. And in other news, that's it. Or if they're if they're wanting to lay it on real thick, they'll say the reason given was the fact that uh, the voter ID law would put too much of a burden on people of color to attain a voter ID. Never asking the question, well, well, under what rubric are you judging that? Uh, uh, how do how do you judge? And 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 if it's proximity, then do you mean to tell me that there are black communities? that are so far away from a computer or a post office that uh, they would be desperately impacted? What about the whites in the town? (laughs) Wouldn't they be desperately impacted too? Just saying. It's frustrating. Yes. Uh, Brooke Baldwin over at CNN. I don't know if you guys heard this. This This goes back to the whole stupidity of the historical confederate monuments debates they're all coming down and a typical democrat fashion folks they're not voting they're just going to shove it down your throats wherever you'd like it or not i think some of you reached out to me today and, and talked about glenn speaking this morning and what glenn was talking about i'm seeing the same things he is i i i truly am I'm seeing a country that is being ripped apart by lawless individuals. I see it. I know where it leads. History as my guide. I know exactly where it's going. Those who do not learn from history are doomed to repeat it. Guess what? We're repeating it right now. Government saying, oh, I don't give a damn what you the people say. Gee, what what could happen? <laughs> <laughs> Seem to recall, at least our own history started out this way. There was a little thing called the revolution that was fought over a government that said, uh, taxation, don't care what you say, going to tax you anyway. Oh, okay, thank you. <sighs> Anyhow, uh, Brooke Baldwin. She was talking with a a guy who studies uh, Confederate uh, confederate history i suppose he's a white guy and they got into this exchange and i thought it was very telling the intellectual heft that many in the basket of bias press bring to this this discussion let's let's not uh, facts is one thing feelings is another <laughs> <laughs> she's all but admitting The reason why we're ripping down history is because of people's feelings. Facts have nothing to do with it. The facts, like we've introduced on this program, that say not every Northerner believed in freeing the slaves and not every Southerner believed in slavery. That the causes of the Civil War were varied. It wasn't fought exclusively over slavery. Don't say that to Brooke Baldwin. There were economic concerns, there were trade concerns, there were uh, differing economies that were in the North and the South, and decisions were being made unilaterally by those in the North that desperately impacted, aside from slavery, that desperately impacted the South. The the, The country was growing apart. Gee, where do we, where have we seen that lately? Where, you know what, and I, I gotta say that the, the separation that we're seeing now is between that little that little ten by ten square mile section called Washington D.C. and the rest of the country, and a couple of pockets of liberal extremism in a couple of states. But that the fact that CNN's finest, Brooke Baldwin. <laughs> let's not deal with facts shall we let's deal with let's just deal with feelings well hell we deal with feelings all day long can't we you can justify anything if you're dealing with feelings and ignoring facts let's let's not uh, facts is one thing feelings is another do you acknowledge those feelings of those americans well facts are
0: one thing and feelings are another and the truth on this the pure fact is abraham lincoln and adolf hitler have a lot more in common than robert e lee and adolf hitler Uh, robert e lee did not kill civilians abraham lincoln did the union army came into the south the union army came into the south and killed over seventy thousand southern civilians men women and children black and white slave and free
1: now he didn't go in in person but he did order that raid he did order uh those engagements hey it was war it was war. Robert E. Lee did things in war. I, I don't think I believe this guy, that Rob, but Robert E. Lee did reform after war. He became an abolitionist and became one of the, one of the top proponents of, of helping freed slaves. Nobody ever reports that, and I, I, I'm sure that Brick Baldwin had no idea. You know where we learned that from? Kevin Jackson of the Black Sphere.
0: So, yeah, they they did that. You can study some history and find that out. It's very easy to look at as far as comparing Robert E. Abraham Lee to, Lincoln, uh, Adolf Hitler,
1: anti-slavery and, and, as a result of that. He wasn't anti-slavery. He was pro-union. He he wanted to keep the United States together. Miss Baldwin, history will show that. That his primary focus was the union, not defeating slavery. A lot of Republicans felt that way about defeating slavery, and it wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't pro-slavery, but the President of the United States at that time, Abraham Lincoln, his primary mission was to save the Union. Surely you must know this because you're a CNN anchor. Surely you must know this. States wanted to succeed. I don't think we want to compare. I'm sorry, what did she say? I'm sorry, what did she say? That states wanted to succeed. States wanted to succeed, everybody. In the Civil War, states wanted to succeed. <laughs> these are the wizards of smart. These, these are the people that we're supposed to be listening to. Someone who, someone who obviously isn't a, a student of history. Someone who is obvious. And, and, and you know what, folks? I, I study history. And I look at history. But I'm nowhere near a historian level. I'm not Newt Gingrich level. It's, and Brooke Baldwin, I know a hell of a lot more than Brooke Baldwin does. And by the way, sweetheart, the word is secede, not succeed. I'll be right back, folks. We'll wrap the show next. The Chris Salcedo Show on The Blaze. Keep up with The Chris
0: Salcedo Show on Facebook and on Twitter at Chris
1: Salcedo TX.
0: Just another way to stay
1: in touch with Chris on The Blaze Radio Network.
0: in a little Latin flair with Chris Salcedo on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: Okay, welcome back, everybody. Uh, you know what? I, I don't want to bash on Mitch anymore. I mean, he's so easy. Uh, it's – I think I mentioned the poll numbers yesterday. I mean, here's a guy who's working to undermine the, uh, the president of the United States, and then it says, well, I don't think the uh, president's going to be able to – Salvage his presidency. I, I don't want to. It's it's so duplicitous. I, I, I don't even want to pay it any more attention today anyway. With all of these. Football player millionaires. Who are kneeling down. During the national anthem. Disrespecting our nation's. Anthem. Our flag. Our nation. Stories like this Really tick me off. The LA Times reports a football coach and his on-field prayer are not protected by the Constitution, according to the Ninth Circus Court of Appeals. I'll read a couple of stanzas here. A Christian football coach suspended for kneeling and praying at the 50-yard line after a high school game, lost his bid on Wednesday to be reinstated and allowed to worship in front of his students. Guy was guy was suspended. Now, bear in mind, he's not gathering the kids around in prayer. He's going out onto the field. He's kneeling down on the 50-yard line. He's saying a prayer. And the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals says that that is not protected speech in the United States of America to which I say to the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, to hell with you people. It is protected speech. Your anti-faith biases aside, it is protected speech. Simply because one works for a government entity doesn't mean that one surrenders his rights And by God, if you'll pardon the pun, he has every right to kneel down in prayer, whether it's on the 50-yard line, whether it's on the sidewalk, whether it's in a public park, whether it's in a public school, doesn't matter. Well, that's tantamount to endorsing religion. No, it's not. It's called the free expression of religion. I seem to recall that written somewhere. Oh, that's right. It's in the Constitution of the United States, which guarantees Every citizen, the right of free expression of religion. This is, we were talking earlier about where all of this is headed. Where those in Washington, D.C. legislate against we, the people, in favor of their special interests. Where they tell people who are not racist, who are good-natured people, hey, you're just going to have to accept tearing down of your history because some people over here are butthurt over it. And then you got a guy who's sitting down saying he can't kneel down the 50-yard line because he's a, he's a government employee. He can't pray to God. This goes no place good, folks. I can tell you. Remember, society's worth not measured by how much power is seized by government, but rather how much power is reserved for we, the people. See you tomorrow.
0: The Chris Salcedo Show, part of Generation Blaze, only on the Blaze Radio Network. <music>